Tiger fans, welcome back to the official Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club podcast, bringing you all the latest news, updates, and buzz surrounding your mighty JSU Tigers. I am the Corey C. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast to be notified of all future episodes. Apple Podcasts and Spotify video users rate and review the show. And everyone, go follow Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club on Facebook and Tiger Talk 1400 on Instagram and Twitter. It all helps the cause which is the I love Jackson State University. And here we are again, game week, another big home game coming up. And we are welcoming a familiar foe to the vet, none other than the Mississippi Valley Delta Devils. And joining us again, it is definitely an honor. He is a legend in the game. If you follow Mississippi Valley State Athletics or Sports, you know the voice, none other than Mr. Lee Hall. Welcome back to Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club. Hey, thank you. And thank you. You know, a lot for having me. I really appreciate it. It's an honor. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Definitely an honor for us to have you. And when we do play Valley again, we, we we recognize that voice immediately. So passionate, so knowledgeable of the team. So no one better to come on and talk about this Mississippi Valley State team. Uh, right now, obviously, off to an 0-3 start. Most recently, last week, lost to Delta State 28 to 17. But that Delta State team, I mean, that's a program that's no stranger to the top 25 polls in Division II football. They are always a tough out. Matter of fact, they gave us everything we could handle one year ago. And they it, that game came down to the last play. And they actually beat us in the past. That was a JSU team that went on to win the SWAC championship. So, again, that's a, it's always going to be a battle. But just talk about that, your most recent game against Delta State. Uh, it was a game, and as you, nothing against Delta State. They have a good program, as you said earlier. Uh, but there was a game that many people, including some Delta State fans I talked to just yesterday, thought that Valley State would win it. And, and the reason that is the case because of the hype and the success in terms of Valley State had last year coming into this year. Uh, so it was it was a good game. First half, not so good for Valley State. Valley State came out in the second half and uh, got got the running game going, able to get some points on the board. But at the end of it, just, just couldn't hold on enough to get a very much needed victory for Valley State after the first two ball games. Uh, Tolleston State, Austin P, and then even when you think about the first ball game, you think about the fourth ball game, mm-hmm. which is, is Jackson State, mm-hmm. and that is coming to Jackson not in the manner that they want to, without any wins. After dropping the first two, they said, "Well, we got to get Delta State to go to Jackson," and mm-hmm. and it just didn't happen. So it compounds that I won't call it a problem, but the interest and the need for Valley State to play well this week, win or lose. Definitely. I can imagine that was a disappointing loss. And this happened to Valley several times last year, games that they could have won, should have won, but for whatever reason, couldn't quite pull it off, couldn't get over the hump. And I know you guys were expecting it to get over the hump. And obviously, it's still early in the season. Obviously, SWAC play uh, hasn't started. But you weren't picked very high in the SWAC preseason polls, but I'm sure there was a lot of internal uh, optimism heading into the season. So where is that optimism now? Now that you started zero and three, well, it, it's not what not where it was it's supposed to be after the third ball game. Uh, but the fact is, your first swag ball game, then you're going against. The truth is, nobody's giving Valley State a chance to win this this football game. Uh, the interest is, though, I'm still hearing some people to say, I would. You spoke of optimism. I have a, a good friend of mine who went to California, LA. Mm-hmm. And he said, I'm going to come back. He said, I would not miss this game for nothing in the world. 
uh, hmm. because it's still validated in Jackson State. So the optimism is there. Again, to play well, because after that, you got to go on the road to Florida, you got to come back to Alcorn. So the optimism is there. It has to be there. But giving Jackson some credit with what Jackson State has been able to do over the past three years to get there and and hang in there mm-hmm. would be some some added on optimism for Valley State in the rest of the season. And, and to be just being frank with you, I know you have a very serious broadcast. To be frank, uh, Valley's not expected to beat Jackson State. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you t- and you talk about their rivalry, when you hear Coach Dancy, Coach Dancy is a graduate of Valley State. He said it's not a rivalry. Uh, a graduate of Jackson, he said it's not a rivalry mm-hmm. unless you can win some ball games. And over the history, we haven't had very much success against Jackson State. Uh, but the optimism, it, it got to be there. Uh, you can't you, you can't come out against Jackson State mm-hmm. for the team they have now and not think that you have a chance because we've seen what Jackson has done in the first few ball games. Mm-hmm. If you don't go in up, it could be a bad day, Carl. <laughs> That, that you said you're not expected to win this game. That That's a fair statement, a fair assessment. However, when these two teams come together, you can throw the record out of the window because Valley always gets up to play Jackson State. You guys weren't given a shot last season, but <laughs> gave us everything that we could handle. And, you know, obviously our guys, Coach Prime specifically, he he, he wasn't at the game, but he watched it. Just mm-hmm. a new level of respect for the way this team fights, and it really takes on the personality of, of Coach Dancy. But outside of that spring game where you guys came to Jackson, I think every year, Valley has been right there going uh, toe-to-toe with Jackson State, giving us everything that we can. So what is it about Jackson State that that gets Valley so pumped up and ready to play? Well, Jackson is Valley's biggest rivalry. Mm-hmm. Again, Jackson is Valley's biggest rivalry. For Jackson, it's probably all coin. So to, to get any kind of respect, when you're talking about rights and relatives going to both schools, you're talking about recruiting you got to put, although Jackson again is one at the end of the day, you know, it's close ball games, but at the end of the day, Jackson wins most of the ball games. Uh, so to be able to compete in the state, first of all, you lost the Delta State, right? Mm-hmm. And they're right here in the Delta, and they're recruiting the same area, the same guys. A lot of guys that went to, although Valley State and Delta State is close together, a lot of the players that's on Delta State team is close, close to the Valley State. Hmm. Now you leave there, you have to play Jackson, and it's about recruiting. Still, it's about student enrollment. Still, mm-hmm. if you can win, so if you can beat Jackson State, it, it means an awful lot to you. So you're right. You throw the records out the window. Uh, Fortunately, there's been some good ball games, but we've been coming up on the end of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is not good at the end of the day. Uh, but hopefully, Coach Dance can get them up. Like, like he did last year, hopefully to the level that Coach Cowley got them mm. up when they went to Jackson and beat the Jack, beat Jackson yeah. State. Yeah. So hopefully <laughs> we can get that, can get that kind of optimism going for us. Right, right. So talk about that quarterback situation, the all-important quarterback situation. I know that Coach Dancy brought in Jamari Jones from East Mississippi Community College, who was actually the number one JUCO quarterback in the nation. Uh, but he didn't get his first start until this past weekend. He went 17 for 25 182 yards and a touchdown. And he also added 39 yards on the ground. So what did his insertion into the lineup do for the offense? And do you think he has solidified that starting role going forward? I think so. Let's go back. Uh, Easton started last year for Valley State. Started the first two bug in this year. Uh, when, when when Jones chose Valley State, a lot of conversation. I mean, a lot of conversation about that. Mm-hmm. 
uh, at the end through the first two ball games, didn't see him. This what's going on. Mm-hmm. When he hit the field Saturday, uh, you, you could hear his name being chanted. So okay. this is the person that they wanted to see. You just called the numbers off. They looked good. Uh, so so all this Jackson State, the fans are excited. And, and you know, uh, quarterback is on the offensive side of the ball. But if the offense is moving, then the defense would get fired up as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So so the whole team, uh, the whole team and community, fan base, they like the decision that uh, Pepsi Jones will be starting this week. We don't know the game time. I don't know the game time. But but they like they like that attitude because that's something they haven't had in the first three ball games that they lost. And with the numbers he put up the other day, you mm-hmm. say, "Wow, this is the guy that we've been waiting for." I do a radio program as well. We do a lot of parks and other things. But in that show, they say, "Wow, I hope he will start that quarterback that came in the ball game." <laughs> and they're talking about Jones. So mm-hmm. you know, in today's with the media being as it is, you're on a platform. People can't let you know what they think exactly. Oh, yeah. They, they, they tell you exactly what's on their mind. Anybody else, but you got to know what's on that mind. Mm-hmm. And, and according right now, Jones is on the, the mind of the fans. And probably mm-hmm. the players, to be honest with you. Okay. So the, the players are getting behind him, rallying behind him? Well, I, I haven't talked to any of them. But anytime someone's in the ball game and you can move the ball with them, that's probably who you prefer to be on the field with you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So let's talk a little bit more about this offense. You guys are led by Caleb Johnson, a familiar name. Uh, he wreaked habit all, all of last season. I uh, finished with, I think it was a second team all swag selection, if I'm not mistaken. And then this season, coming into this season, preseason, first team all swag. I'm on record saying I think he's the, uh, you know, one of the top two running backs that we'll face all season. And uh, after three games, though, currently only 166 yards rushing, uh, 37 yards receiving, only two touchdowns. So how important is it to that offense for him to get going? And I think I think his numbers are not there because if if, if you the first name they call uh, when they talk about your football team and Caleb Johnson has been the name that's been called. Also, the name was heard loud and clear uh, by Coach Dan Sanders when he came to Valley State, and he said one day this guy here would be in the NFL. Mm-hmm. He, he said that, and wow. when he says that, being in the NFL, oh, the, you know everybody listening to what he says. Other teams and other players and coaches, they hear that too. So mm-hmm. when the defense hits the field, they're looking for a Caleb Johnson. And they've been on him. So Dallas may be going in the half and get some things working with him. Also, uh, Jacoby Thomas, who's running by, uh, the second player behind him, he's had some success too. But hopefully it won't be a slow start for Caleb Johnson this Saturday. Hopefully it won't be. And he gets his numbers going and get to where he wants to get to in this game and the rest of the season. Right, so you mentioned the guy coming behind him, and I noticed that Valley has several guys in that backfield who tote the rock. So outside of Caleb, who are who are the most likely ball carriers to carry the load for you if Caleb can't get it done? It'll be Thomas, and they have uh, a young man from from Greenwood named Fant. He's a, he's a small player, but he's extremely fast. Mm-hmm. If he can find an opening, he can move the ball too. But I think all that is done to really get, as you said, the rock back into Caleb Johnson's hand because you know what he can do when he's when he's going with it. Gotcha, but but gotcha. those those three guys, most of the guys, uh, they will be handling the dudes from the backfield, and, okay. and and now and now Jones also, you know, mm-hmm. he, he oh, yeah. can run it. He can move so with him with his wheels. That'll make it much much better. And I say much much better for the offense. 
And at that wide receiver position, uh, Ja'Cory Rankin, he's a big-time threat for you. He has seven big grabs against Delta State, and, you know, he can fly as well. You talk about your running back who can, who can move, but this guy can really fly. So talk about his play. And, and who will need to step up if Jackson State decides to place a lot of emphasis on him defensively? Uh, well, you got him. Uh, you you have a uh, gentleman out there. God, I can't call his name right now. But he, he also can catch the football well as well. Uh, Sylvester, yeah, Sylvester, I tell you what, we have a couple of tight ends, though. And okay. Campbell, Campbell made some big plays the other day uh, for for Valley. So, But we haven't had a lot of guys to catch the ball. Let's go back again to the quarterback spot. And and they're saying that uh, because uh, he's not been able to get off like, he, like Coach wanted him to, don't really have a lot of standout receivers that you can point to because we haven't had that many guys to catch the ball downfield outside this past week. And defensively, you guys are led by Ronnie Thomas. He finished last season as a second-team all-swack performer, and going into this season, I think it was the first-team selection on that preseason list. And uh, this season, 23 tackles so far, eight and a half for loss, five sacks. So he's getting it done. I think a forced fumble as well. Quarterback hurry, pass breakup, so he's filling that stat sheet. I mean, he can really – he can flat-out play. So talk about him and also some other guys along that defensive line or just the entire defensive unit that need to make some noise for uh, Valley to turn the season around. When you, uh, hey, you know when you're doing the play-by-play and you get used to the name, some names mm-hmm. are real easy to call. Mm-hmm. Number 50 <laughs> is real easy to call uh, because he, he's around the ball all, all the time. You have Bale is around the ball all the time. But when it comes to the defense, the uh, other state coach as others, uh, they'll look at Valley State defense, they say they're big, they're aggressive. So it's going to be something that has to be done by committee. If they're going to slow, again, slow Jackson State down, it's going to take the whole group to get it done. Mm-hmm. So talk about the recruiting that Coach Dancy has done. That's one thing that everybody who follows SWAC football and HBCU football noticed this offseason, just the uptick in recruiting, going after some big-name guys. We talked about the quarterback who was, you know, top ju- JUCO quarterback in the country, which is huge. But going after some guys that I, I would dare to say uh, Mississippi Valley State typically wouldn't go after or or at least they wouldn't land them. But Coach Dancy has that confidence to go in there and not only recruit him but bring him home. So talk about what he's doing from a recruiting standpoint. Uh, well, again, if if you're out there and these players want to play, they want to play on the field even before the portal uh, mm-hmm. became available. And if you saw Valley State last year and the recruiting, you know, I don't go into the homes to recruit, <laughs> but the recruit, recruitment state got to be if you were on our team, uh, we could have beat that team. Mm-hmm. You come to us. You send them that, they come and play for you. And 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 the thing about it, with what's going on now, it doesn't matter what school you play with, what conference you play in, uh, they're going to see you. And mm-hmm. I think that's what Coach Dancy is, is selling his players. Also, that you know had a, had a uh, lot of different guys last year, uh, coaching staff last year, has for the most part changed. So he's telling them, if you came in here, regardless of who were here last year, you get an opportunity to play. So I think that's why when you hear players coming from so-called the big-name schools, mm-hmm. I think they're coming to Valley State so they can play and they can be seen when they play against some other teams that are getting all and most of the notoriety. I just think that's what he's telling them, mm-hmm. to get them to come to Valley State. Right. 
And, and speaking of some of the additions, and especially when you talk about dipping into that transfer portal, when Dancy's in that transfer portal, he's looking at Jackson State or guys who were at Jackson State. So fun fact, four former Tigers on the Mississippi Valley State roster, Cedric Moffitt, the defensive back, Demonte Holloman, his his friend, his homeboy, they've been playing together since kids at, at every level, high school, at, uh, at junior college at Jackson State, and now at Mississippi Valley. So they're a package deal. But they both can play. We, we saw them in practice. Didn't get a lot of run at Jackson State, but we knew they had the potential. Also, Jalen Jones, that's a familiar name for our Jackson State fans, the offensive lineman, and then Cameron Hines, a wide receiver. So you guys definitely will grab those Jackson State players uh, to add to that, visit, that Mississippi Valley State roster. Then, of course, we, we all know Coach Dancy, former Jackson State player, but also new Mississippi Valley State Director of Athletics, Akeem McClellan, who was hired back in June, most recently served as Associate AD for Compliance at Jackson State working alongside Ashley Robinson, the Mississippi Valley State alumnus. So <laughs> a lot of ties there between the two schools. But uh, McClellan, man, he did a heck of a job at Jack State. He's definitely uh, missed a great addition, huge addition for you. And, of course, he's a Valley State alumnus. And uh, he was a student athlete there. So have you had a chance to speak to him or at least just kind of hear about his vision for the athletics department at Mississippi Valley State? We, we were there in his interview process. You know, it came down to him and Coach Totten. Uh, and and it, it was an open interview process. And I'll be honest with you, from the, from the time he stepped on the stage, uh, he began to say out his vision for Mississippi Valley State. And I think at that moment, people began to buy in. And he was very candid with them. He said, for this program to move, he said, you are going to have to go into your pockets mm-hmm. to, to help support and help donate to the program. One big thing that's going on now and, and what they're doing, they're rolling out everything, everything positive toward the program, uh, they are rolling it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the latest has been the equipment truck. You know, you got the big logo mm-hmm. on it, and, on it, yeah. and it's going up and down the road. We call I it a rolling, a rolling beer board. Mm-hmm. So he's Absolutely. been able to do things like that. Not only that, he's able to work close with the community. He's going to government, business, you name individuals, he is there. Uh, so he's doing an excellent job of selling the program to get it to where he we know it can be. Uh, he, he was at and he was with he was with Ashley mm-hmm. at Valley, with Ashley mm-hmm. at Prairie View, Prairie View. with mm-hmm. Mr. Robinson at Jackson State. So he's seen the model, a model in the swag of how you get it to move. And I think I think I haven't talked to him about that, but I think that he's going to use that same model to the best he can. And the question would be why not? Mm-hmm. It's working. Definitely. Definitely. All right. Coach Prime, he's been a big advocate for you guys and seems like he's built a great relationship with Coach Dancy. He actually visited the campus earlier this year and he was shocked by some of the lack of resources and he vowed to help out, do whatever he could, you know, whatever was needed, whatever he could do to help. And I'm seeing some initiatives for fundraising at Valley. And uh, he, Coach Prime always talks about, again, the respect that he has for Coach Dancy for what he's able to do with what he has to work with. So talk about that, the job that Coach Dancy does and what the potential of the program would be if he had greater resources. It, it, it's all about, no secret, again, since since the uh, name, image, and liking that's come out there, we've heard some things that other schools were already doing, uh, whether, they, whether they were supposed to do it or not, they were already doing it. Now they admit that they were. And now, when you have or when you have Coach Prime, who's been on all those levels, knew what was going on, understand what it takes, and it's all going to come back, come back to players, getting talent, 
And and I think Coach Dance is trying to sell them that. Uh, we're almost going, in, I'm, I'm almost going in circles. It almost come back, come back again to getting that, getting that right player, getting that player who has produced. And also, uh, again, uh, AD, he's talked about, you know, just putting the blame uh, 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 very simple. You got to get money for that student athlete so they can live a student athlete's life just as they can do at other schools. And again, if you don't get that, and this, 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 if you don't get those resources, then the truth is you you can't expect to compete mm-hmm. with anybody in the swag, out of the swag, with the first two ball games, or even Division Two. So resources is something that Coach Dancer talks about. Uh, everybody else begins to talk about it. Uh, you know, they have the V Club now, which which mm-hmm. uh, which is putting more money into the program. At the same time, you know that when you put money into something, you have some expectations. Uh, so all that is working together. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping that at the end of the day, he can get what he needs to move the program. And here's the difference. Here's the difference uh, is that Jackson State is talking about a, a SWAC championship, right? Right. Always. Uh, but with Valley State, you mentioned earlier uh, that Valley was picked on the bottom. Mm-hmm. And, and has been picked on the bottom every year for the past few years. And, and the team and Coach Dancer, they don't get mad about that because they say until we do something, mm-hmm. the writers are going to continue to Absolutely. do that. Yeah. So, so you don't get mad about it. But, but the bottom line is, again, once again, Coach, is getting no resources to get those players. Uh, and and, and you have, I've had I've seen coaches come to Valley State and, and many times on their way out. They began to talk about resources, scholarships, pay grants. But that's a conversation that's up front right now mm-hmm. because it doesn't do any good not to talk about it and not ever get it. Mm-hmm. If you talk about it, it gets out there, and then folks will say, okay, now I know. I know why we, we came up uh, a touchdown short uh, or two touchdowns short. I know why because the difference sometimes in getting it done is not getting it done is a step. Or two, mm-hmm. and that's the difference in some athletes. Some run faster, uh, jump higher, bigger. Coach will tell you that the size is a talent these days. Here, if you don't believe it, look at the good teams. They, they beat you up front. Mm-hmm. Used to be the skilled players, running back, wide receivers, even quarterback. They say, "Well, they can win the ball game," but now they tell you front out. It's in the trenches, and, and 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 right now we have some depth that we didn't have just last year. Mm-hmm. Now, you can go eight, nine, ten folks deep. Last year, you couldn't do that. If you can't do that in a football game in temperature that's 85 and 90 degrees, <laughs> you're in trouble. Yeah, we're a long day. We a long day. So, yeah, we uh, we know all too well about, you know, uh, needing to upgrade facilities and resources and things of that nature. And we are extremely thankful to have A.D. Ashley Robinson and Coach Prime just with all that they've done to uh, improve the facilities, a new practice field, uh, just you know everything they've done. It, it's, it's been well documented. I'm pretty sure, you know, and everyone who follows SWAC's HBC football has seen what we've been able to do. And for you guys, you know, again, you mentioned it. 
AD McClellan, he saw it firsthand. He's been working with AD Robbins for for ages, it seems, and he was right there with AD Robinson as we were able to implement some of those things. So uh, he has the blueprint, and I'm sure he's working on it. And man, it's going to be interesting to see a, a Valley State program with greater resources because, like I said, they give us everything that we can handle, and we expect the exact same thing this Saturday. Early kickoff again, 1 p.m. Stay hydrated all week. It will be hot. Uh, so make sure you're taking care of yourself in that regard. But we look forward to an excellent ball game. Okay. Thank, thank, thank you. And uh, congratulations on your show. You guys do a great job. Anytime you have a voice out there for HBCUs, it is, it is absolutely great and absolutely necessary. I wish you great, great success with your show. And we appreciate it. We appreciate all that you do for Mississippi Valley State, which means you're doing a lot for the SWAC as well, just calling the games and getting that information out there that people need to hear about the team. So we appreciate it. Okay. All right. Take care. You too. And that'll do it for this episode of Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club. Thank you to all of our listeners. And again, be sure to subscribe to the podcast, Apple Podcasts and Spotify video users. Rate and review the show. And everyone, go follow Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club on Facebook and Tiger Talk 1400 on Instagram and Twitter. We're looking to do some big things with this platform to aid the athletics department, and it all starts with you. Downloading, subscribing, rating, and reviewing the show. And tell every Tiger that you know. We're on all podcast outlets, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify Video, YouTube, and so on. And we'll be posting each episode on our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter pages. As always, thanks for your support. Go Tigers! Hashtag I believe. Hashtag pack the vet. Hashtag the I love.